If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Tuesday, and I am officially excited about tonight. We have everything from Satanism to a presidential announcement. What, Chris? It's a lot. We have issues about you and me, which we'll talk about in a moment. We have you voted for this. Is Hillary Clinton coming back? Apparently, inflation's not going anywhere. Men and women being treated differently. Trump made some abortion comments. Why Target sucks, emails, and so much more. But let's begin here. Let's begin with you, me, society, the world itself. There's a story you've probably already heard about today. We're not going to hyper-focus on the story because it's gross and you've already heard about it. But the story essentially goes like this. The Los Angeles Dodgers, baseball team out of L.A., obviously. They had invited a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to a game. Hey, come perform at the game. Who are the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? I, I would encourage you not to look it up. It's one of these groups, one of these drag, tranny groups where it's not just that they do whatever turbo freak things they do. They dress up like Jesus. 
They dress up like nuns. It's a, one of these really in your face, in the church's face, look how demonic we can be, one of those kind of groups. That's their whole shtick. Is It's them standing in front of your church, giving it the middle finger. So it's really, this is not some some small deal. This is a really, really ugly group. Dodgers invited them, found out who they were, uninvited them, and then, before you know it, the Dodgers put out a statement talking about, after much thought and feedback from our diverse communities, uh, we've decided to invite them to join. So either way, they're back on. Okay, so they're going to have an openly demonic group performing for the Dodgers. But we're not talking about that specific story. Set that aside for a moment. We're actually going to talk about you, and we're going to talk about me, and we're going to talk about one of the major problems we have with American companies, maybe a solution for that problem, and so much more. First of all, I am fond of saying, you've probably heard me say it on this show more than once, that you need to cut people off and cut people out of your life. You have too many people in your life. There are people in your life who are a burden to you, who add nothing to your life. All they do is take from your time, take from your energy, and you should be cutting them off. You should be blocking cell phone numbers. You should be blocking email addresses. You should be blocking people if you're on social media. You've heard me say that a bunch. Now, if you push back on me on that, that's fine, obviously. Allow me to explain. Let's have a conversation about social media because this is going to tie into so much of what we see culturally. It's going to tie into the the Dodgers Pride Month, you, me. It's going to tie into everything. Social media. Let's rewind and let's do history. You want to do the, the, not not major detailed history, but let's look at all of human history. Let's go back to uh, the 1400s. The 1400s, we're going to go to the 1400s. You want to know why I specified the 1400s? Here's why. The Mongol Empire, after they'd taken over so much of Asia, they really had so many advancements in safety. They basically just killed all the criminals and everyone else was too scared to commit crime. And one of the major advancements they're credited with really, really pushing forward is the speed of mail of getting a message because they were so horseback driven and they had this vast empire. They would have what what basically amounted to mail stations. So if you're a a Mongolian in China and I want to get a message to Northwest Russia, I am going to put a guy on horseback and he's going to take off riding as fast as he possibly can or or, or at at an appropriate speed. And a horse has limited range. It's a living creature. You can't ride them till they die, unlike what you see in the movies. But I will have stations set up. Boom, that rider, about the time, about the range of a horse, that rider will come across a station where he will stop. He will be able to hook up his horse. That horse will be fed, watered, taken care of. The driver will be fed. What are the driver? The rider will be fed, watered, taken care of. But while he's doing all this, he already handed the message off to another rider who was stationed there, and he takes off to the next station. And, and, and what you see is all of a sudden you have a message that instead of taking a month to get where it's going, less than a week. If you were the king, you were the Khan, you were the Mongol Khan, we're talking less than a week. Now that was 
life-changing for back in those days. Amazing, right? A week. Okay, it's crazy. Now let's uh, fast forward to different time period. The Spanish Armada. You've heard of the Spanish Armada. I won't bore you with the details of it right now. It's actually a really cool story, but long story short, Spain's really mad at England. All kinds of religious and royal problems there. Spain sends a gigantic fleet up to England. England, they were better. Their fleet was better. Their ships were smaller, faster, more maneuverable. They had better trained gunners on their ships, and they also had something else going for them in England. They had a communication system. What was it? Was it cell phones? Was it even mail? Nope. It was just big torches they would light. Just go light a big torch in the sky, and then somebody on the horizon can barely see your torch. And so he lights his torch, and if you do that with enough torches, you've actually communicated something in less than a year. Super advanced, help them win. Help the, help the English beat the Spanish at the Spanish Armada. Okay, communication. Now let's, shoot, let's fast forward to 1950. We've, we've spent enough time there, 1950. You can call people? The telephone? I, now he has to be sitting next to it. It's a landline. There's no cell phones, but you can call people? Uh, other than that, you're going to have to mail something or cable something, but, for the most part, if you really want to communicate clearly and quickly, you can pick up the phone and call. Again, that's going to require you have to be sitting down at your desk. He has to be sitting down at his desk, and you pick up the phone, and you call, and you call people. Okay, so we've walked through some of the historical communication ways. Now, let's fast forward to today. Let's fast forward to today because this is a life-changing, society-changing thing that you have to deal with. And I have to deal with it, and our kids' kids are going to have to deal with it, and our kids are going to have to deal with it, our grandparents are dealing with it, American corporations are dealing with it, and it is a, it is something we are not prepared for, social media. Now, maybe you're not on social media. If you're not on it, I'm not encouraging you to get on it. There's no need. But there's something everyone needs to understand about it. It is extremely important. It matters a lot. Why? Because important people think it matters a lot. It blows me away. Like, I, I am on social media. I like to interact with you if you're on there. I enjoy it. You're funny. Our people are always funny. It's hilarious. You're funny. We have fun. We put out information. We'll talk about this on the show. Put out a little snarky tweet, whatever the case may be. But I honestly, I don't take it that seriously. And if they kicked me off of all the social media platforms tomorrow... I wouldn't care at all. Does It's not how I make my living. doesn't mean anything to me. But I am in the minority. The truth is, I talk to United States senators. They think social media matters. When I talk to them, they'll bring up tweets to me. Hey, did you see what, you see what this guy said on Twitter? Hey, did you see what I said on Twitter? And I always think that's so odd. I think to myself, you're a senator and you care about what someone said on Twitter? I talked to actually a, uh, well, I won't go into it. Another important, quote, important elected official. I talked to him this morning, and he was ranting and raving for five minutes about something mean someone said to him on Instagram. And I remember thinking the whole time, one, why are you telling me I'm not your therapist? And two, why do you care? It's Instagram. If you don't like it, set your phone down or just delete it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. But I can say that to these people all I want. Social media is important because important people think it's important. They just do. Trump used to live on Twitter. 
Important people think it's important. Now, let's go to you and me, and then we'll go to communism and corporate communism and how this, how does Dodger Demon Day happen? How do these things happen? Let's first discuss you and me. We went over the history of communication from ships and torches and horses to a telephone call. What, what, what that was was us, Human beings needing something, needing to communicate with other people. And for all of human history, we've been able to walk up to a well or a fountain, whether it's a trickle or a bucket we drop in, and we've been able to dip down and get the communication we've needed in an easily consumable way. None of it was dangerous at all. None of it was shocking at all. Think about communication like the well or the fountain. Now, we don't have a fountain. Now we have a fire hydrant. I will explain what I mean in a moment. We'll talk about what it's done for communists in America, and we'll talk about you voted for this and many other things. But first, let's talk about this. Speaking of communication, one of the reasons I love Tunnel to Towers is not just because they take care of widows and orphans, not just because they take care of first responder families. It's because Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute It's an educational program where they are communicating with students around the nation about America's darkest day, about the heroes. They even have a gigantic trailer, 1,100-foot interactive museum is what it turns into. It's an 83-foot trailer. It's amazing what they do. Your $11 a month does more good than you can possibly fathom, and that's all they ask of you. That's all they ask of me, $11 a month. Go to T, the number two, T.org, and give what you can. T2T.org. We'll be back. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday, and we're getting back to social media and how it ties into communists in America and corporations and what they do and things like that. But we're going to make it about you and me real quick first. About Because we're talking about social media and how all of human history, we've had these ways to communicate from mail to torches to telephones. Now, and this, honestly, I hate to say this because it's not, the word's not allowed to, to be said in my home. And I don't want you to say it. I don't want to say it for myself, but I really do. I mean this. This is, it's kind of unfair for you. Because for the most part, human beings live in a part of human history that is fairly similar to other parts. I realize things change, but no human being in the history of mankind has ever had to deal with what you have to deal with, with what your kids will have to deal with. And that is, there has been an entirely different sea change in how people are able to communicate today. No human being in history has had to deal with the abundance of connection and access and information that you have. Nobody in the history of mankind. You pick up your phone and let's say you have a social media account with uh, 500 followers on it. You can speak directly to 500 people through your phone instantly. You can send out a message to all of them instantly and they can all contact you instantly, right away, right off the bat. But wait, there's more. 
Not only do you have access to them, they have access to you. You have access to information. And that sounds really good, right? Because you can learn how to rebuild an engine, do brain surgery, make world-famous Jesse Kelly burgers, whatever it is you might want to do, only it's too much information. There's so much information. There's so much access that what we have now is we need communication like a human being needs water. Only it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. There's a ton of water there. That's great news. I'm not going to go thirsty. I want to connect with people. I want to have access to people. I want them to have access to me. I want information. That's the water I need for my life, but it's coming out so fast. I don't know. I've never been taught how to drink from it safely, how to drink from it without ripping all the skin off of my face. And so what you're seeing now And I don't know how this ends. I don't know if human beings, I assume we will because we're very adaptable people. I don't know if human beings will adapt and adjust and learn how to use social media or if in the end it will ultimately destroy us. As of now, it's wrecking us. Surgeon General warns rampant social media use imperils mental health of teens and adolescents. And that's one of 8,000 articles Chris and Michael could have printed that I could have read the headlines on over and over and over again. Anxiety, depression, mental health, suicide, over and over and over again. Social media use, social media use, social media use, linked for it. We are not made as human beings, and this doesn't just apply to teenagers. Teenagers, adults, young adults, old adults, we are not made to have this level of access. People, This many people having access to us, us being able to communicate with other people, us having access to all this information, we're not made for this life. We've ne- no human being has had to deal with this before. If I want to, if I want to pause the show right now, Jewish producer Chris, pause the show. I want to tell LeBron James is an idiot, poo poo head. I I can do that right now. Shoot, I can do it while we talk if I wanted to, and you could do that to me. I have social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. I think I have a Facebook one, but I never really checked that one either. But but I, I can do it, and you can do it to me, and I can do it to you. But is that good? Is it healthy that I can go on my phone right now and speak to you any way I want? Hey, your nose is ugly. You can talk about how I'm balding and how I'm stupid and white trash, and not just to your friends, you can tell me. I might even see it. I mean, I might not, but I might see it. I might read that from you. Is that good for society? I would argue probably not. But that brings me, let's set, that's, that's just you and me. That's, let's set that part aside. That's the personal part of it. Let's talk about what it's done for the nation. Okay. I made, I made the example that social media is like a fire hydrant for societies. Prime ministers are on it, presidents are on it, CEOs, con- congressional people. They're all on it. They're all on it all day long. They all pay attention to it. Believe it or not, when you go tell your idiot senator, when you go tell uh, Kathy Hochul she's a piece of crap communist who's ruining New York, Kathy Hochul will probably see it. If she doesn't see it, one of her staffers will probably see it. Almost undoubtedly they will. These people think it matters. But there's something else. The communist, he has been training for this moment. Now, the communist didn't know that social media was coming. If you go back 50 years, the communist didn't realize 
that there'd be a Facebook and a Twitter and there'd be all this access and all these things like that. Uh, and when you go to the Bolsheviks and the, the Russian Revolution, I'm not saying they knew that this was coming. But what I'm saying is you and I, we are really not prepared for it because of how we are and the kind of people we are. But the communist is uniquely prepared for it. And therefore, he's been able to use it in very, very powerful ways to further his goals. I will explain what I mean and how it ties into all the Pride Month crap you're going to see and so much of the rest you see on social media. I will explain all that in just a moment, and then we'll get to you voted for this. But first, we're going to talk about your dog because your dog isn't getting enough nutrition, and I feel bad for your dog. And that's actually, that's not the whole truth. The truth is, and this, tell me, is this weird? I feel bad for all the dogs I used to have. Because I think about all my dogs, and they all you know live to 10, 11, 12. And we always exercise them, take the dog out, throw the tennis ball with him. We shoot in Montana. We had this super hyperactive dog. We used to run him behind the truck for four or five miles. Did we just even, even then he wouldn't be tired. He's, this dog never got tired. And I think about we'd, we'd go get him as good a food as we could afford, but my dogs were only eating dog food. So my dogs never got nutrition. How many dogs have I had in my life? Black Labs, Yellow Labs, Airedales. Never got nutrition. Rough Greens wasn't around then, so I guess I can give myself an excuse. Created by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. It's a nutritional supplement you pour on your dog's food because dog food is dead food. There's no nutrition in it. But if you go to roughgreens.com slash jesse, you get a free jumpstart trial bag. All you pay for is the shipping. Pour it on your dog's food. Watch your dog live longer. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. <laughs> On a Tuesday, finishing up our little social media talk and how it's changed things and its its role and what the communist has done here in America. It's, it's, it's so wired into all this. So now I've talked about how it's like drinking from a fire hydrant, and how we weren't prepared and it's not fair. Look, I wish it wasn't this way, but this is the life we've been given. All right. And the communist, though, he was more prepared than we were, than us normal people were, to use social media. And here's why. You, you're an individual. You think like an individual. You consume news from different sources, and then you come up with your own solutions, with your own likes, your own dislikes, your desires. When you listen to this show for three hours a day, when I have no doubt you listen for all three hours. What, Chris? I have no doubt you listen to all three hours every day. You don't agree with everything I say. I wouldn't want you to. I hope you're listening and processing, and I like that. I agree with that. Oh, no, that sucks. Up, oh, disagree, Jesse. I love my flats. That kind of a thing. It, that's fine. That's That's how you should be. And that's how you approach every other part of your life as a free individual where you process information at work, at home, family, worship, play, everything you do. Because you think in that way, we don't realize exactly how the communist operates and the communist thinks. And this is going to come back to social media and, and then it'll eventually ended all the pride stuff. Just hang with me for a moment. The communist. Remember when I've said you need to think about him more like a robot than a human being. There's a reason your liberal Aunt Peggy can never have a substantive argument. Man, that's such a great word, Chris. She can never have a substantive argument with you on any issue. She will eventually either change the subject or she will just outright lie 
or she will walk away or, or call you names and then walk away. Okay, Nazi. Now, why is that? Because she's never actually thought any of these issues through to their completion, ever. She has walked up to the hive mind, and Peggy actually wants to be a slave. It is hard for freedom-loving people to accept that there are human beings out there who genuinely want to be a slave. And because of that, Aunt Peggy has found her hive mind, and whenever an issue or a candidate or anything comes up, she walks up to that hive mind and she takes her cord and she plugs it in and beep, she gets her little update, and now Aunt Peggy knows what she's supposed to say about every single thing out there. Now, how does that end up? Well, remember... The hive mind is everything to Aunt Peggy because she doesn't want to have to think on her own. So what she does, what the communist has always done so well is the communist forms groups. The communist forms groups. He organizes groups so well. Whatever talent you have in life, you're good at something. Whatever that something may be, the communist is good at organizing groups long before there was social media long before there were even telephones and the russian revolution the communist was forming and i realized the phone system back then but still you get what i'm saying the communist was organizing groups oh we want this let's organize a group here to do this let's or let's agitate we'll grab a group here let's form a group there remember the former communist who emails the show all the time remember what she said she said, instead of just attacking all the things, the crazy drag show stuff people are doing, you need to be putting on your own events, organizing your own groups. And remember, we hadn't heard that before. Oh, of course. Why aren't you organizing your own events, your own things? The communist organizes. Because of that, fast forward to today. The world of social media allows the communist. He was already prepped and ready for it. He just didn't know it was coming. Now... Boom, like that, he can organize a group. And because he has no morals, because he has no, he has no founding, no moral founding whatsoever, it actually helps him a bunch. There's nothing holding him back once he forms the group. As a result, this has happened. Corporations, companies in America, like the LA Dodgers, they're inviting an open demonic organization to their field. They'll be protested. They'll be boycotted. It'll end up being a total disaster. How could you make that mistake? Well, companies and corporations, they still have an old way of thinking. They still think, man, we need the feedback of the customer. We need to figure out what the customer wants. And that used to be focus groups, and you'd send out mailers. But when companies got a hold of social media, they thought what they found was a pot of gold, and they don't realize what they found was a pot of poison apples. They found social media, and they thought, man, look how wired in we're going to be to people now. Now, anyone who wants to can reach out to us as, as the LA Dodgers, and they can let us know what they think about us. Well, you aren't going to reach out. Probably not anyway. But the communist will, because the communist has already formed a group here and a group there. There's an advocacy group. There's a thousand climate change groups. There's a million tranny groups, a million of these fake civil rights race hustler groups. And they're already organized. They're already prepped. They're already ready to go. And they're ready to embark on an agitation and harassment campaign 
at the drop of a hat. And the company, let's say you're the Dodgers, what they don't realize and what you probably don't realize, back to what I was talking about, about cutting off people and cutting off access, what companies don't realize and what you probably don't realize is just how few of them they are. There aren't that many. There really aren't. Whenever I have some group, and I actually I got <laughs> I have another article printed about me. They're super mad. But whenever I get, uh, let's say the feminists, when I say something, is I always make the feminists mad. When I say something to make the feminists super mad, what you'll notice is this: I used to never block anyone on social media, and I would read and kind of dismiss it. It never bothered me, and then I decided, okay, I'll block it and see what happens. If you don't block it, it feels like a million people are angry with you. If you block it, you'll figure out 50 to 100 blocks later, they're all gone. It's all quiet. Because it was just a small group that was organized and prepared to agitate. Companies don't realize this either. You don't realize this either. You're dealing with a tiny percentage If you would just cut off their access, you'd be fine. The L.A. Dodgers didn't realize it's a tiny group of demons attacking you. You don't have to, you don't even have to block them. Just ignore them. It won't affect ticket sales. You'll sell just as many Dodger dogs. I understand the Brooklyn people are still upset about this whole thing, but hey, Brooklyn, feel better about it now. Look, you want tranny day? At least you don't have to deal with that. Anyway, but... The Dodgers could have got out of this scot-free if they still weren't in a 1980 mentality. But American businesses, they were, they're like little innocent puppies. When social media got invented, the puppy just got thrown in the ring with a live tiger and now they're fighting to the death. The American corporations, on top of all the other bringing commies in and HR stuff and things like that we talk about, they simply were not ready as the communist was ready for social media. The communist was ready to organize and attack at the drop of a hat. These communist organizations, they actually have organizational charts of various businesses so they know specifically who to attack when they get angry at somebody. The communist is ready at all times. Businesses like that innocent little puppy dog with his floppy ears, he thinks... He's dealing with something he's actually not, and so he gets eaten alive every single time. You are in an era no other man has had to deal with. Monitor who has access to you. Monitor who you have access to. Cut people off. All right? All right. It's time for you voted for this. Because I saw this fascinating article today about an unemployment gap. Huh. Let's dig into this unemployment gap. And we'll talk about the heavy D announcement and the uh, actual open devil worship at Target and many other things still to come. But first, let's deal with safety. Because none of this stuff matters if you get stabbed to death on your way to your car tonight. That's just the bottom line. The dangerous world. You look around you, mental health, drug addicts, violent freaks everywhere. And it only gets worse as the economy and everything kind of comes apart on us a little bit. So what do we do? Do we stay at home and suck our thumb? No, you got to go live your life, man. I live my life. Carry something on you at all times that will allow you to stop a violent piece of trash before he stabs you to death. Get a hero gun. It shoots pepper balls. Non-lethal. Non-lethal. 
but it'll stop somebody bad. Get a hero arrow, little smaller, little more aerodynamic. That easily fits in a purse, ladies, or a pocket, fellas. Go to Hero2020.com. These are non-lethal. So we've, I don't like guns. That's fine. Hero2020.com. When you use the code JESSE, that gives you a special discount, all right? Hero2020.com code JESSE. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't worry, we still have more than two hours left of the Jesse Kelly Show. And let's make sure we check it. Oh, by the way, before I forget, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Now, we have to always keep the you voted for this campaign in the back of our minds. Remember, we are going to hold people accountable for how they vote. This is important. This is not because you're rude. Now, I'm rude, but it's not because you're rude. It's not. It's because people will separate their bad choices from the bad results of their choices. When you talk to a friend who says he's a Republican and he gets mad about the uh, Republican primary and you ask him, did you vote for this guy or did you vote at all? And he says, no, no, I didn't vote. I'm going to hold out. Then you tell him you voted for this. When you have a Democrat in New York who complains about New York, it's not being rude. It's honestly, it's one of the nicest things you can do do for them. It really is to explain to them you voted for this whenever they hear things like this and complain. More than anything, we need changes to the work authorization policies that will let these individuals not have to wait months and possibly years for that legal status. New York City is the number one destination for asylum seekers who have been released from federal custody. Yeah, yeah, you got it. They're giving all the illegals jobs in New York. They had all these jobs shipped there, and they're not only giving them jobs, they're shipping them out to the suburbs. So your liberal Aunt Peggy, she lives upstate, and she just looks, she, she's always been really compassionate when it comes to illegal immigration. And she just believes that, I mean, give me your tired, your poor and wretched masses. Those poor people should all, they should all come here and she's going to call you or you're going to talk to her in a couple weeks or maybe you talk to her often. Maybe you'll see her at a family reunion soon. And she's going to complain that the local school has now doubled in size. Their budget is broken because they had to bring in a bunch of bilingual teachers. The local hospital is overrun. She doesn't like how dirty this city's gotten. Violent crime and drugs have gone up. And she's going to complain. She's going to complain that all these illegals there. And what are you going to tell liberal Aunt Peggy? What are you going to tell her? You voted for this. And again... That's not being mean. That's doing liberal Aunt Peggy a favor. She doesn't know. Liberal Aunt Peggy is too stupid to know. And it's human It's human nature to divorce ourselves from responsibility from the things we've done. It is. It's human nature. So you have to make that connection for liberal Aunt Peggy. That will help her. Like this headline I see right here. The unemployment gap between black and white New Yorkers is widening. Okay. Um, can someone give me the percentage of black New Yorkers 
who voted for Lee Zeldin versus Kathy Hochul. Can anyone grab me that? Can someone get me the percentage of black New Yorkers who voted for Eric Adams? Because Curtis Sliwa, he was on the ballot too. And Curtis is a good man, a very good man, with the heart for New York City. So I look at this headline and I see that unemployment gap is widening. And I don't want to sound cruel by any stretch of the imagination, but I really have to know who you voted for before I tell you how much I care. Chris, oh, what what are those numbers, Chris? Oh, look pretty lopsided, aren't they? So why do you think I would care? Of course the unemployment gap is widening. Of course. They, you vote Democrat every single time, and life has got consistently worse in big cities like New York City every single time, and you still vote Democrat every single time. So why should I care? I don't. I'm fresh out of care. I'm out of care. All right. We still have much time left. Hillary Clinton is in the news. Uh, DeSantis is in the news. A word about his announcement tomorrow is officially leaked all over the place like a sieve. Uh, apparently Satan chops at Target, uh, basically exclusively at this point in time. The FBI is destroying evidence on the Clintons. What a surprise. And your towels still aren't good enough. So you need to go pick up a six-piece towel set from my pillow while they're still $25 because they're on clearance right now. They're normally $99.98, but right now they are on clearance. And speaking of Target, do you have any idea how many things you can buy at MyPillow? A company that I can guarantee you won't be running any Satan ads or Chessbinder ads for Pride Month. A company that shares your values. Go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code JESSE. And we're talking about slippers towels they've got freaking dog beds mattress toppers are so glorious the giza dream sheets the my pillows themselves the my pillow 2.0 why are you shopping at target shop at my pillow great deals all the time and a clearance right now on towel sets they're 25 bucks go to mypillow.com promo code jesse let's get to some well here's hillary clinton people have asked me if i think hillary's gonna run and i have traditionally said no just because she's old, and I think people forget how physically poor Hillary did in the last one. Now, this is one of those things only the hyper-informed people like you will remember, but I remember this like it was yesterday. Hillary Clinton was falling down all the time. She would fall down steps so often, she eventually had two designated staffers that helped her up and down Every set of steps she had to go to, it didn't look right. It didn't, she didn't look well. And then there was that little incident in New York City. I don't think I have to remind you of that where they tried their best they could to cover it up. But Hillary Clinton passed out on her feet and her staffers had her held up like it was weekend at Bernie's and chucked her in the back of a van like she was an old rolled up rug. And you can still go look at video. You don't think I'm lying to you. You can go look at video of this to this day. Hillary Clinton wasn't physically well. She's overweight. She's, I don't know what's wrong, but she certainly didn't look like somebody ready to run for president. But dang, Hillary Clinton with a little shot at Joe. Well, there was that hot 
stopping moment where he almost fell over coming downstairs a day or two ago. He didn't use the railings. Jill wasn't there with him. Every time that happens, your heart is in your mouth because these things could be consequential. Is that a concern? His age is an issue and people have every right to consider it. But, you know, he has this great saying, you know, don't judge him by running against the almighty. His age is an issue and it's a concern. And she goes on with, you know, don't judge him by this or that. Hillary Clinton doesn't say anything by accident. Hillary Clinton's been programmed way beyond actual human emotions by this point in time. Hillary Clinton meant something by that. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about red states. The DeSantis announcement. Somebody's mad at me. They wrote a whole article about it. And Satanists. All that's coming up still. Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 